0: Welcome back Islanders today. We're going to have a breakdown of week one Sunday fantasy matchup preview. This is when everybody starts to question their draft life choices this is where the rubber meets the road. And today we're going to break down three games for you. These are significant fantasy games. We're going to break down the Finns, chargers, the bears, Packers, and the Bengals Brown, all three of them with high fantasy relevance and what that means to your draft choices. We're going to have King, we're going to have Bombo. Each guy's going to take a side and break down the fantasy relevance of each team. So with that, we're going to go ahead and go into the Finns-Chargers game. And we're going to start off with King. King's going to take Miami today. Uh, thanks,
1: D. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot of good games the first week. You know, even games that don't even seem that good are probably going to have some fantasy blow-up guys in them. You know, but we try to target some guys with some fantasy relevance, and they might be a little bit offensive for you, so it might, you know, be fun watching as well. I mean, the reality is, is the first week is usually the week where the guys are the most healthy. So you're always going to have some really big games that first week, and hopefully those guys are on your fantasy team. I like what they're doing in Miami, and I think one of those blow-up games is going to be Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is just a monster. He's going to have a big setup against the Chargers secondary who gave up a ton of points last year, didn't do much in the offseason to fix it. Tyreek Hill is going to go off in that game. So will Jalen Waddle. You know, I think two is going to have himself maybe somewhere around the 300-yard mark, maybe two, three, possibly even four touchdowns, depending on what the running back situation is. I'm staying away from the running back situation in Miami unless they get Jonathan Taylor before the first week. But I'm really staying away from there for the first part of the season until I see it shake out. Whether it be Ryan Moster, Devin Aitching, the rookie out of Texas A&M, or whoever else they got back there running. They got uh, Ahmed running back there. They got a whole bunch of dudes running back there. So until I see what their running back situation is like, I'm really not going to be pushing the trigger on a whole bunch of running backs in Miami. But I definitely am going to play the two receivers there and the quarterback in week one—that's my take. Play the receivers, play Tua. What day is it? Taco Tuesday. All right, man.
0: Hey, you better keep his name out of your mouth, Dude, there, King. That's all. I don't want say. him to
1: have a press conference and call us out, and you know what I mean. I don't want that, guys. We don't need the negative pub. We I don't need do. the negative pub.
0: I, I want to see what that's well, no, like.
1: I know they say any pub is good pub, but I just don't want the negative pub from Tua, bro. All right, I'm just saying.
0: All right, Bombo, Bombo, you got the Chargers. Players.
2: First, let's take a trip back in time to when we did this exact same game last year and we all thought this was going to be a blow-up fantasy matchup just because of the star power. Let me just throw some numbers at you guys. Last year in this same matchup, Tua only threw for 145 yards in one touchdown. On the ground for Miami, Mostert had 37 yards. That was the, the second on the team was Tua with 28 yards. Tyreek Hill had a modest game, four catches, 81 yards, and one tutty. Jalen Waddle two catches and 31 yards. So I think that was more of like an outlier. This has nothing to do with the Chargers just stepped up and had huge defensive stops. And it was just more like, I think, you know, every once in a while, even high-powered offenses have those games. And I don't expect that from, from Miami this year. But for the Chargers, they had almost of good fantasy games last year with against my, the Dolphins. Justin Herbert threw it 51 times for 360 yards and only one touchdown. Eckler was, of course, the star. He had 23 total touches, put up 109 yards in a touchdown, including eight catches. I think this is going to be completely flipped. We talk about it. The NFL knows what they're doing scheduling this game first week. They know that this disappointed last year in a 23-17 win. I want to see this game go up to the high 30s, you know, 34-31, something like that. And for in order for that to happen, you're going to need the stars to shine. I got Justin Herbert replicating what he did last year, throwing it upwards of 50 times. This time it's going to be for a couple more tighties. So I'm thinking Justin Herbert, 350 yards, three touchdowns. And that's just because he has his healthy array of weapons now. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to get injured eventually, but hopefully they don't get injured week one. And he has his full plethora of wide receivers, including rookie Quentin Johnston, who should step right in on three wide receiver sets. I'm thinking Herbert throws for four touchdowns, one to each receiver and one to Eckler. I know it's cliche to to say all of the studs are going to score, but I just see that happening in this game. I think this game has shootout written all over it. If one of the receivers for the Chargers takes a dump, I think we're going to see that other receiver step up. It could be Quentin Johnson. We were really high on him in the preseason. I think that he is the future of the Chargers receiving core. And we're going to start seeing eventually Keenan Allen getting ushered out. But for right now, he's there. He's a catch monster. He's a target monster. Mike Williams has a huge catch radius. And Herbert loves to throw to him downfield. I don't see much coming from the tight end position. Uh, even though you could possibly see some Gerald Everett catches here and there if anyone has stock in him. But I think what we're going to really see is the storyline play out that both of these are high-powered offenses that love to throw it a ton, don't even really care who wins. I give the slight nod to the Chargers just because of the running game and because Eckler is that X-factor. But when it comes down to it, I expect multiple touchdowns from the Chargers. Everyone that you can possibly play that's fantasy relevant, no sleepers, but we're talking Williams, Allen, Herbert, Eckler, all are must starts. They shouldn't be out of your lineup unless you have a monster team and there's somebody that you can put in place. But for now, give me all the stock in the Chargers players in this one for a high scoring game. What are you thinking?
1: Definitely. I mean, I like anybody here and I really like the rookie too. I think that they're going to make a concerted effort to get the rookie involved, the receiver from the chargers. Like I said, the first week where everybody's healthy, the matchups are just good. You know what I mean? So I just, I really like this matchup here on both sides. I would probably be playing most of the guys I had on, on both sides if I had them on my, on my teams. So definitely a good matchup. Like what you said there, Bombo.
0: Good stuff guys. Okay. We're going to, that's going to go ahead and lead us into our next one, which is going to be the bears and the Packers. Both of them have a lot of fantasy relevant guys. I will say though, there's a lot of different things that people are saying around the both teams. And there's a lot of question marks too. So King, you got Chicago. I'm going to go ahead and let you take the bit because you and I both are big fans. So Chicago's got to lead it off not playing second fiddle to Green Bay anymore. Well, and
1: I don't know if that's going to happen in the first game. I hope it does, you know, beat the Pack. That's what you know we want to do every year, but I think the reality is the Packers have a top 5 offensive line. They have a a very good defense still. That's very viable. I think their defense is going to be in the top 10. I don't think they're going to be much worse. They have a good team. And You know, because Aaron Rodgers isn't there, I don't think that they're going to falter that much. I mean, they missed the playoffs last year with him, and I think they're going to be right there again this year. I like me some Jordan Love. I like Jordan Love, what he does, you know, over on that side. So I think he's going to make this game a shootout. Going to the Chicago side, obviously, the way it is, is Chicago has to step up, and they have to show something in that first week, and they can't be too conservative anymore. They have to let the stallion out of the barn and let him run. And I think they're really going to let Justin Fields fly. So I'm starting me some Justin Fields on that game. I think Chicago is really going to have a good offensive game plan set up. Hopefully the defense will sort of work for us and we'll be able to execute the things we want to do. But the reality is is I I think they're going to key on DJ Moore. I really do. If you're a a defensive guy and you're looking at it, okay, who's the only weapon there that you're afraid of? And it's the guy who can win at every level. You know, you got DJ Moore who can take a screen pass to the house. You got DJ Moore who can cut across the middle, and he can win on the deep 50-50 balls. So who are you concerned with? You're concerned about DJ Moore. So I think because you have a a decent defense over there, they're going to try to take him out of the game. I'd still start him because he's a high draft pick, but I'm gonna be leery and I'm probably not gonna to be too upset if he doesn't go off in the first game. But I'm gonna tell you guys right now, I would start Cole Komet in this game. I think Cole Komet's gonna get one, possibly two touchdowns and be a factor. Right? I would also start Khalil Herbert. Because I think what the the league is transferring to is their understanding, especially with young quarterbacks, get the fucking ball out of their hands fast and let these playmakers make plays. So in the offseason, you saw a lot more bubble screens a lot more passes to the running backs a lot more easy throws and i think that the the if when you have that design and that mentality it's going to add up to a lot of yardage it's going to add up to a lot of excitement on the offensive side of the ball justin fields khalil herbert i know you got to play dj more if you got him but i like cole commit in this game I think Darnell Mooney might flash a little bit because I think they're going to have so much attention on DJ Moore. But I think after the first week, I think everything will settle down for them. But for sure in this game, I really like me some Justin Fields, Cole Komet, and Khalil Herbert. What say you, Bombo?
2: I think Justin Fields is a must-start no matter what. And you're right with DJ Moore. This is is where Chicago shows what they have and gives that fan base, including you two, uh, a preview of... Good things to come. I've been telling you guys, I'm not a Bears fan, but I see a positive rebuild and I know it when I see it and they got a good rebuild going. On the other side of the field, you got the Packers and their rebuild is not really a rebuild. It's more of a retooling with a new guy at the helm. And that's Jordan Love. Do you know that it's been almost 40 years since an Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre led Packer team has taken the field as a starting quarterback? That's how long it's been since you've seen a new face behind center. Jordan Love took his bumps and bruises, took the abuse from Aaron Rodgers and the organization, and now he's ready to prove it. Now, I have stock in Jordan Love. It's still a wait and see with him. I'm not going to say you should start him right away, especially in this game. Under the lights, pressure might be on him. Who I will say you should start is Christian Watson. Christian Watson right now, I think, is a star rating to happen. He got open a ton last year. And if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers blaming him, of course, but Aaron Rodgers overthrowing him a couple of times and then throwing him under the bus, I think it's going to be great for his confidence that he's learning with Jordan Love and that the organization treats him like a wide receiver one. You also have Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs there, but I think their blow-up games are probably going to be later on where Christian Watson is probably going to be the constant in this offense. But they're going to be built around the running game, and they have two very capable running backs And they want to go two tight end, pound the rock. And I think you you have to start with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has fallen off a little bit, but he's still, when it comes to fantasy purposes, that running back that catches passes, that can take it to the house, and just has really efficient touches. A.J. Dillon is the bruiser. Probably get the bulk of the goal line work if they get to the goal line. So I could see each running back scoring a touchdown, Watson scoring a long touchdown, And my sleeper for it is the rookie tight end, Luke Musgrave. He wasn't brought in to block. He was brought in to catch passes. The rookie out of Oregon State test monster test numbers when it comes to his athleticism and his size. Uh, I have Luke Musgrave on a couple of teams because i like to go rookie tight end if I can't hit one one of the big guys. And I'm just saying watch out for him. He may not blow up this game, but you will see flashes in this game uh, when they turn away from the run and they try to go... uh, play action out of the two tight end sets so keep an eye on that but i think when it comes down to this week's game the monster game will come from watson which will probably come from love but watch out if that happens because if jordan love has a three touchdown game it changes everything that they were talking about with the green bay packers
0: hey just a side note guys do you know who the mystery team for jonathan taylor was fun fact the green bay packers they were trying to get Jonathan Taylor. I think they're not happy with their running back situation. Dylan is not the clear-cut number one guy over there right now, in their eyes at least.
1: Especially well, they don't have a number one guy, T. You know, they, they run a, a two-back setup. But the reality is, right, it's not that they're not unhappy with their guy. Is that Jonathan Taylor is that good.
2: Yeah, he's that That's guy.
1: That's True. Yeah. When you have a guy that you can bring in that can change the game at that position, It's like Miami. You got enough players, man. Why do you need that guy? Because he's the guy. He's the guy that changes it. Yeah, Yeah. he's just that good. It's not like you're unhappy. Yeah. It's just like if you have a chance to get a Corvette and you've been driving a fucking S10 or B210 for a while, you know what I mean? You're going to drive the Corvette, dog. So I get what everyone's doing.
2: Yeah, last year, San Francisco traded Jeff Wilson coming off of a 125-yard two-touchdown game because they were going to get Christian McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, and they know mm-hmm. it's it's not a knock on the guy. They just know that somebody else could have done more or better than what he did. You know, remember, it's like we always say, T and, and Bombo, they break down the tape. They know where those guys are supposed to be. They know what they're supposed to do. So sometimes even it looks like they have a good game. They didn't. They missed a lot. You know, so I get it anybody's enamored with fucking Jonathan Taylor because he can basically, you know, run 80 yards to the house every time he touches the ball.
0: Yeah, true.
1: All right, guys, so the last
0: game that we're going to be breaking down is going to be the Bengals and Browns. All right, Bombo, you clearly have Cleveland, King, you have the Schnatty. Bombo, I'm going to go ahead and start it off with you. Give us
2: your Cleveland take on those fantasy-relevant guys. So last year for Cleveland... Deshaun Watson had little bit less than what we would call a happy ending to his season. He was out there stinking it all up. Um, That's an outlier. That's an anomaly. That's not who Deshaun Watson is. You got to remember this guy is a couple of years removed from leading the league in passing yards and big plays. He's a gunslinger. He's in an offense that is built around his strengths. He has an offensive line and a running game. I know that it seems like it's been a long time since we've seen Deshaun Watson be Deshaun Watson with everything that's going on off the field, with the whole thing with the Texans. But guys, if you remember, Deshaun Watson was taking a no-name Texas team and putting up really good numbers. And right now, he's probably surrounded with the most weapons that he's had his whole career. You got Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore as his outside guys. Donovan Peoples-Jones is the guy they're going to use to take the top off the defense, a la Will Fuller. Uh, And now he has... That running game that's going to be crucial to opening up that play action. I think right now, we're looking at a division game. The Deshaun Watson coming out party is going to start Sunday. Because Cleveland wants to let their fan base know, we didn't put up all this money for you guys to get your hopes up and get Johnny manziel again. And right now, I believe in the talent that is in Cleveland. I don't say I'm not saying they're going to the playoffs. I'm not saying they're winning the division. I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl. But for fantasy and for fantasy players, if you have stock in Cleveland guys, they're going to produce for you. Starts with Deshaun Watson. Amari Cooper's going to get his numbers. But here's the thing with Amari Cooper. Anytime he's got into his groove on offense, the guy on the other side always balls out. Michael Crabtree when he was in Oakland. CeeDee Lamb when he was in Dallas. I think Elijah Moore is going to be that piece. And it's gonna start this Sunday. Give me all of the Browns fantasy relevant guys to put up numbers, yeah
1: there, Some bombo
0: bombo, I will yeah, big time,
1: King. How do you counter that? Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if I can dude that guy just threw it all out there, dude, you know what I mean? He's just throwing it out early in the season already, week one, bombo's putting his fucking eggs out there i I mean, you know, I I agree with him on a lot, you know, that he said. And I think that Deshaun Watson is way better than what he showed. And he had a whole offseason to prepare and to really get all the rust off. And I just don't know if he's going to get back to that form. You know what I mean? I saw him in the preseason and I thought I would have saw the same kind of form when he rolls out and throws and didn't see it. So I'm curious myself. I think that they've really set him up with Amari Cooper. I love Elijah Moore. They're great, great, you know, you know, I I don't know who's gonna be the guy there. Cause sometimes Amari gets lost. You know, and I, I think Elijah Moore has the potential to even be a bigger star than Amari there. But okay, I gotta talk about Cincinnati. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Cincinnati, right? Okay. I mean, obviously there's the the two two receivers. You got one A, one B, T Higgins, Jamar Chase. You got Joe Mixon in the backfield. Joe Mixon's role is getting diminished there. You know, Joe Mixon came back on the cheap this year, just knowing the market of the running backs and knowing what he does. I think he wants to try to win there before he takes off. and it's probably his best chance to win. But definitely, you know, I'm a little leery still on Burrow, guys. He didn't play in the preseason. He got hurt. He's got that calf thing going on. You know, I want to wait a couple of weeks. If I got another fantasy guy, a quarterback with a good matchup, I might want to play him in the first week. But if you don't and you roll with Burrow, you got to roll with him. You know, but definitely for sure, Burrow's a, a definite start if you got him and that's your guy. And T. Higgins a start. And, of course, Jamar Chase. I'm not sure about mixing. I think Cleveland's defense is decent. You know what I mean? They're not going to be world stoppers but they definitely understand you know when they're going to run the ball and what they're going to do i think the back end is a little bit more suspect than the front end so i think the receivers might have bigger games but i'm liking me some jamar chase in that first game i'm liking me some t higgins and joe burrow or whoever's throwing that rock to him joe mixon i'll probably stay away from but those are the four fantasy relevant guys there I don't like any tight end there, you know, I just don't think they're tight end relevant in their offense, so play me some Jamar Chase, some T. Higgins, and Joe Burrow baby on that first weekend.
0: you know, King, there's also another guy over there that never gets any kind of fantasy pub, and I'm not saying this guy gets tons of points, but he always has big games from here to there, and it's just kind of weird or- is Tyler or- Boyd boyd always somehow gets some yeah and if you look
1: at it though t i think he's about at the end of the run there you know what i mean he was their number one guy he was the first guy they had then they brought in t higgins a few years later then they got jamar chase a couple years after that tyler boyd's getting phased out but he's the old man in the room keeps everybody steady he's the professional teaching these guys how to play they like what he brings unfortunately yeah and you're right it just seems like he does have a couple big games but i think they're phasing him out little by little every year for sure for sure
0: all right guys awesome takes bombo going at it hard with cleveland love it and uh that'll go ahead and wrap us up for this one we'll see everybody on the next one